bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. All right, let's do it. The Modern Eater Show live on the air everywhere. 630K How and iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman in studio with us from Growers Organic in, as well. But uh, let's jump to the VIP line right away. What do you think, guys? <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We got a good one on hold for us right now. And without further ado, there he is. I think he's there, uh, Mr. Keegan Gerhard. How are you, Chef? Hey, hey, how are you, gentlemen? <laughs> Good, man. You were going to be in studio with us tonight, but I think you got that bug and you're not uh, spreading it, so I appreciate that. Well, yeah, it wasn't, you know, I get cl- too close to your microphone when I'm there probably anyway, as it is. So. <laughs> That's fine. I would have kept it, though, man. I'm a big fan. <laughs> uh, Jay's in studio with us. Do you know Brian Freeman from Growers Organic? I have met him, yeah. We're not, I don't know him, know him, but I've met him. Brian, say hi. Hi, Keegan. Good to see you, man. Brian, how are you? Real well, real well. I wish you were better, man. Maybe a little shot of tequila. Keep that uh, throat calm. Maybe you're right. We have, <laughs> uh, it's funny. We have a lot of stuff that people give us, and we never drink it at home for some reason. We should do that. It's our big moment. <laughs> Dude, so uh, Brian was doing a little research and checking out uh, Keegan, doing a little studying oh, yeah. up. Yeah, and we got a question for you, man. It's about Mountain Dew. Ask him the question, Brian, because it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we know you like Mountain Dew, but do you like it because there's tequila in it? <laughs> there's tequila in it? <laughs> I don't know. I said that's the weirdest mix ever uh, as far as I'm concerned. I've never mixed anything with it, but it's, uh, you know, I have I drank it since I was a little kid, and it's uh, – the third ingredient is is uh, concentrated orange juice and other natural citrus flavors. Do you <laughs> do you have all your teeth? Uh, amazingly, I do. No, I think it's, I'm not a coffee guy. I think it's just the caffeine, but I don't drink as much as I used to. I'm getting old. I got to catch up. Um, so the past, uh, I don't know, six weeks now, we've had Carrie Baird on from Bardot and Brother Luck. And yeah, Carrie's cool. going to come up in the next segment. But you made a cameo appearance on Top Chef Season 15. And you were um, judging, which is cool. Kind of gets you back to your uh, roots, I guess, from Food Network. Uh, yeah. what, what's that experience like, the Top Chef? Just a first blush, your take. Um, I, I really liked it, first of all. I think it's super cool for Colorado that the season is is here. You know, it's uh, I think they... I think they do that show right. Um, they, they, I think they do respect that they're proper chefs, and they do put them in some pressure situations. But I don't think they're fiddling around and stealing their toys and making them do ridiculous stuff. You know, they're they're challenging them, and I and I like that. And I think uh, Magic Wells that produces that show, I think, is uh, really really good at what they do. Super organized, super fun set, and uh, and a busy set because you know. Um, they have the set that they're doing the show, then they're also doing the Last Chance Kitchen in that very same kitchen. Um, and the format, we all know, elimination challenges or quick fires, and then, um, uh, or whatever they want to, you know, whatever they want to call that. So they're doing it two things a day, plus shopping, plus cooking, plus pre and post. They're super organized. They're really good at what they do. Wow, that's that's fantastic. I got to tell you, so your appearance this um last Thursday on Bravo Network, Top Chef, 
didn't disappoint, man, but you were hitting hard. <laughs> well, that's funny that you say that. I got a lot of texts about, you know, I was certainly edited differently than I was on Challenge. Um, what stands out to me is you take take the part where they face the judges in the elimination challenge as an example. You probably spend, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes with each contestant, and they show 20 seconds. So, you know, everybody tries to say something positive. Everybody tries to say something negative. Um, and, you know, I'm not a guy. You know me well enough to know I don't speak in like. Yeah, you don't pull any punches, that's for sure. Well, I mean, I'll tell the truth for sure, right? But I try to be honest, and I say good and bad. But, like, in the tent when they showed me, you know, I'm confused. Like, that's that's not all I said. I didn't just go, <laughs> I'm at a loss for German, and that was it. <laughs> you know, like, hey, Chef, you know, it's so- it's Jay Parker here. Uh, along those notes where you said <laughs> the, the edited part and all that stuff, and, and I think that we do know you well enough to, to know that you're a nice guy and a fun guy and stuff. But I said to Greg, Greg has me watch the episodes usually on Saturday because I don't have cable, so I go over at his place and we watch them before the show. But uh, oh, yeah. uh, um, I, I even said to him today when, when you guys were doing the thing, and obviously Brother Luck and Chef Carey, you know, they're our hometown uh, chefs, so we root for them. And it, it, obviously, you, you know, we'll get into the whole uh, the brother thing. But when it came to the chefs and the judges kind of commenting on their dish, and obviously you weren't happy with it for a couple of different reasons, but it's like they cut out whatever you said to him completely during the, uh, the, the face-to-face. Did you notice that yeah they did um which which yeah so let's rewind just a second because i think folks need to catch up if you haven't been watching top chef uh chef carrie baird from bardo and brother luck in colorado springs at four by brother luck uh they've been doing great throughout and and here it is uh episode six and brother luck goes home and and i'll tell you what keegan i think you had a, a great deal uh to do with his uh exiting the show um, what, what do you, maybe, maybe, yeah. And it's a bummer because for me, I wanted the Colorado people to be in it to the end, you know, and, um, you're supposed, but you got to be unbiased in the, in, in your, in your job, obviously. And, um, it, it was really simple to me. They didn't say this. They didn't put in the sentence where I think I explained it best. They did put in the sentence where I said, if you're not making German food, you don't even get a ticket to the game. Yeah. So back up, so, what was the task that they had? The task was uh, we introduced them to the idea of the Germans call a, 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 what we would call a shandy. They call it a rattler, a rattler. And this romantic, you know, story about this guy that, that runs out of beer and starts in the summer and starts cutting his beer with juice, and it's bubbly juice, and it gets super popular, right? So, And then they have to pair a German meal, and I'll, pretty much none of them had ever cooked German food before professionally. And uh, so we took them to the Rhine House, which was a – Awesome experience. It was super fun um, in downtown, just uh, kind of in the heart of downtown in Denver, um, to get inspired for their German food and Rattlers. And, uh, and then they had the shop, and they did do it. They had to feed 200 people. So everybody did. You know, we asked them to do elevated German cuisine, basically. Don't just give us, you know, a bratwurst and a sausage and a pretzel or something. And uh, and they and they and they did a great job. I feel like, um, but. But my problem with my problem, well, there's two issues with the brother thing. The reason why I think they didn't show me probably is because I primarily went around on that day tasting with Padma, and Padma really liked it. She thought it was one of the tastiest things that anybody made. 
Um, but I don't disagree. I don't disagree that it was delicious. Right. And and I said it, and they didn't put it in the show. I was like, hey, listen, if we're in Bavaria at a, you know, at a at a at an egg roll or a spring roll competition, you win hands down. But since we're at Denver doing German food, you miss the you miss the mark, man. It's like this is you can't have a conversation. And I understand twists. Every all cooks understand twists. Um, and the guy can cook, and I really like him as a person. But at the end of the day, you did a spring roll with summer sausage and bok choy. First of all, that doesn't respect anything. At the end, I know he had a great – I felt he had a really good, humble, gracious exit in his commentary. He said, hey, I got to be me. I got to – I got to. if I'm going to cook, I'm going to cook me. I don't think summer sausage is him. You know, he didn't have time to make a sausage, but he could have bought German sausage. He could have used German cabbage. He could have done a – a twist like used kimchi and German sausage and done in spring roll and given some kind of funky twist to a mustard and we would all been down with him, you know. Hey, and chef. He was just got- yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, Jay here. I mean, we, I would just chalk that up. And normally we have brother on the show every week. He's he's in Italy uh, this week on vacation. But um, I would cool. think that that if you asked him, you know, on the show today, it'd be like that. That's probably just, uh, you know, a misfire and, and just a poor decision. Not to like you said, not to say that it wasn't delicious, but it's almost like if he could go back in time, he'd be like, you know what? I was trying to be different, but I took the wrong avenue of, of standing out. I tell you know, I put something into an egg roll that just didn't have See, any I have, place I have in the a challenge. Different, I have a different take on that. I think, And the short time that I've known Brother but and watching the show, I've obviously learned a little bit more. But my take on that is um, Brother's a pretty prideful guy, and I didn't think he wanted to have his pants down uh, in the sense of cooking something that's unknown to him. So I think he took the risk knowingly. And uh, I, I mean, did it, yeah. it, 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 I, I mean, he did too. I, maybe maybe that's I don't know him well enough to know I to know his thinking and I wish he could speak for himself and I get I'm sure you'll let let him when he gets back but um, you know I think yeah maybe do my own food since I'm not confident of doing German well that sensibility makes that makes sense to me so fatal mistake day, though but why not why not give it a shot because he'd still yeah. I mean let's face it he'd probably still be in that competition right now I think maybe so I'll, I'll tell you what else I think from watching the show I wasn't there for the uh, quick fire challenge in the morning uh the 30 minute deal but he he got he got beat up a little bit in that by the by the judges and uh by Colicchio and and I don't know if he goes over it yet I'm sure that's really because they it's not TV they do that and then they turn around and then they do the elimination challenge yeah and so I'm sure he was pretty shaken with that still too and uh you know all of us are all of us are prideful all of us are you know, but you have to cook to your audience and to the challenge, right? I mean, that's just you, – you don't I, go outside me, of that. For me, that's the thing. There's two things on there that I thought really stood out, and the two people that we were most seriously looking probably as a result of what they did to send home was the gal that did the asparagus and the fish, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was under-seasoned again. Mm-hmm. And that was an issue for the judges that had judged her before. Um, and she made a comment about – uh, someone she worked for told her to under-season when she's cooking for the public because if she cooked, seasoned it to her liking, it'll be over-seasoned. And Tom lost his mind. I he did. He mind. was like, just erase that from your brain. Delete it. I think I was like, literally said, what the F? And, and, and just sat back in my chair astounded because that's the craziest thing <laughs> yeah. I've ever heard. And, and But you know what? Even if they said that to her, 
newsflash, you're not cooking for the public. You're cooking for a bunch of chefs. Yeah, right. And, uh, and Well, Padma's not a chef, but, I mean, she – she and Gail may as well. She's a like, tough cookie. She's a tough cookie. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I, I mean, so Brother Luck's gone, and we, we need to break. We'll come back with Carrie Baird. She's in the kitchen at Bardot. Uh, oh, love checking in with her. It's just so cool to get her on the show every single week. But, you know, as far as Brother goes and he's gone, that's got to be tough from a production standpoint um, for the show itself because he was one of the stronger contestants as far as character. His, his character was really good. So seeing him going and having that last chance kitchen that they put on uh, bravotv.com is a really smart thing to do because uh, he's heating it up in the last chance kitchen right now. And I, I, I wouldn't doubt it if they somehow, and, and I shouldn't say they somehow find a way to get him back in, but um uh, he, I wouldn't that, be surprised if he found his way back in, and that's the hard part about a, about reality TV. If you build a lot of your show, uh, the storytelling piece on an emotional character, and that emotional character goes home as a result of being very emotional, you got a big void. And I thought, you know, brother brought a lot to the show, so I'm sad to see him go. Hey, Keegan, this is Brian over here. Let me ask you a question about that. How much of what you're doing on that show, and what these chefs, the pressure. How much of like a little head game stuff is going on during the show? Do they do you try to push these guys mentally over the edge as well as challenge them cooking? You know what? I, I didn't see that. Uh I didn't see that from the judges. And and that was never my game. I think I think that quite frankly, I think the task of, you know, having a couple of hours to prep to feed two hundred people uh in a rainstorm, German food that you've never cooked before. And pair it with a rattler you've never made before is pressure enough of its own. I really do. Now, having said that, when people get emotional, not all the judges like the way they react. And uh, and I know I've heard, you know, here and there from all the powers that be on this show that it gets pretty intense and emotional as this as this show moves forward. Um, and that, that's the nature of the beast. They're all living together. They're all competing for the same thing. They got a lot on the line. These are not just random cooks from America. These are people with proper jobs, proper chef positions, James Beard Award winners. The stakes are high, man, and uh, I don't think they have to push the drama. I think there's plenty there. There so really they're is. Trying to live life and do the best they can. All right, let's break it. Um, she's great. I mean, and this kind, this last episode, she was a little under the radar. Which, when you're in the middle of these competitions, um, good and bad. But I don't think you get as much play. You know, you don't get. Uh, uh, but I think, listen, I think toasting in the middle. Is, is 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 the place to be. That's how you That's get right. to the end, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right. And consistency is the name of the game as well. Let's do this. We'll take a break. None better. His name's Keegan Gerhardt, chef and owner of D Bar Denver. Um, great place. We love stopping in there. And uh, we just are so happy to have you on the show. So we'll put you on hold. We'll take that break. We'll come right back with Carrie Baird, uh, chef at D uh, at D Bar. I already I moved her. I bet Ke- Keegan, you'd take that, wouldn't you? Heck yeah, Bardo and D Bar. We may as well just collaborate. That's Sorry. right. <laughs> All right. So we'll hit the kitchen in the kitchen. We'll uh, come back next with Chef Carrie Baird right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater.
Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options, and they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com The most delicious hot dogs in Denver are at Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Signature dogs, specialty dogs, gourmet sausages, homemade, hormone-free, 100% single-sourced meat, and never any artificial flavors or coloring. You can taste the difference. 24th and Larimer, near Coors Field, plus food truck, street carts, and at Fiddler's Green. Savor the best damn dog in Denver. Billy's Gourmet hotdogs.com Rocker Spirits It's a distillery It's a place to hang It's about quality It's about taste It's about passion Infused with American spirit Rocker whiskey Rocker rum Rocker vodka Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from For My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Oh, my gosh, that laugh just gets me every single time. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, we're in studio. And then uh, by phone right now, we couldn't pass up the chance. Keegan Gerhardt back with us. Uh, Keegan, we're going to bring her on the line right now. What do you think? Sweet, please do. Yeah, let's do it. Without further ado, in the kitchen at Bardot, it's Chef Carrie Baird. She uh, survived another week. Hi, everybody. Hi, Chef Keegan. Chef Carrie, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Doing well. I'm doing great, although I'm playing hooky and you're working, so I feel bad. <laughs> I just dipped to the back, and everybody wonders why I'm on the phone. <laughs> you dipped out. They're not used to it by now after six weeks, Carrie, that you come and do a little cameo on the show. They're pretty used to it, but I think the chef's counter is like, why is the chef on the phone? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, season 15, it's Top Chef. It airs at 8 p.m. on the Bravo Network. Uh, 8 p.m. here locally in Denver, but we're, you know, we're just such huge fans, and you're doing such a great job. But there he goes, your colleague and, and uh, Coloradan brother Luck. And I think yeah. I called it, you man. I, he, he left Italy. I said, who's going to leave for Italy? It's just a coincidence. I said he either won the thing because he's got a stack of cash now. He can go to Italy, or he's off the show. I said that to him last week. And he says it's going to be a fun week. Well, I don't know how fun getting booted off is, but at first blush, Carrie, what are your thoughts on Brother's Exit? 
You know, it was a shock to all of us, for sure. Like, he was such a presence and, you know, so strong. Like, we were all very shocked. But, you know, he handled it gracefully. And, you know, he totally is kicking ass in last night's kitchen. So, not the last of them. Well, did you watch um, – Keegan, did you watch The Last Chance Kitchen? This, this no, last... I haven't yet. Okay. I, I haven't. There's a little drama in that. So, too, um, was in there battling it out with Brother Luck, and there was something about the cellophane wrap, and there was, I guess, some talk that Brother maybe hid it from him or put it aside or it wasn't there. But, too, wasn't happy he at all not. upon the exit, and he <laughs> called him out. He was like, hey, listen, I, I have no respect for Brother. Because of oh, that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, there's. Brother didn't hide it. I think there was a little, you know, like he had it, but he didn't hide it. So I don't know. Like who would do. But a couple weeks ago, and I can't remember, I think it was in person that we were talking. I said, uh, Carrie, you, you know, you've kind of got to cook to your to, to your crowd or your the, who's judging. And there you go. You have Keegan there, which is terrifying all in itself to have him pick <laughs> apart your dish. But um, brother decided to just kind of go AWOL and do his own thing and r- really not cook the German cuisine that he was tasked with. You know, that's exactly what he did. He His, his egg roll was delicious. I ate one. We Our, our yeah. students were next to each other. They were great. But he just didn't play the challenge. Yeah. So are you mad at Keegan? Because I think Keegan had a huge part in his exit. Am I mad? No, I mean, I survived. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's that's our gal right there. Uh, No, you really have survived. And before the break, you didn't have an opportunity to listen because you're working. Um, But Keegan, you know, you you basically said um, being in the middle. Is and kind of floating the way I don't floating I guess I don't know that's the God, just that I, flying under the radar yeah. until uh, until yeah. it makes sense to 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 drop the hammer on somebody. Have you been holding yeah. back, Carrie? Have you been holding back? Um, I don't know if I've been holding back. I just I I feel like none of the challenges have really and this sounds silly, but not played to my strengths so far. You know, like I really pride myself on being kind of strange pairings and pretty creative and you know just like cooking like elevated german food was was pretty challenging for me um so you know obviously you're gonna have to wait and see but you know like they start the challenges change a little here in the future <laughs> yeah Jerry, I, I, keegan take it over here man keegan i want you to i, just had, a quick, I had a quick question because we they don't really let us hang out together on the episode they keep the judges and the contestants quite separate but um i was just curious to know from your opinion you know for the season in terms of stress and challenge, how that episode ranked versus the season for you? How it, like the, I'm like, sorry, say that last part again? As for the stress and the challenge itself, was it one of the harder ones? Was it pretty average? Was it an easier oh. one? Like The German one was hard. I mean, not only was it way out of my comfort zone as far as the food that is Carrie's food, but there were two pieces to it. You had to do the Rattler and, you yeah. know, like, that was hard, and I didn't necessarily pair my Rattler with my entree. I just I set out to make a really fun Rattler and a really fun dish. Um, you know, but some people kind of paired them, and, you know, Tanya did, and she did really well. So it was a yeah. hard one for me. I was definitely stretched in this one. Keep it I rolling, they Keegan. It like it, yeah, they made it seem like it was hard for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I, I think it was. probably was. Everybody either fell into the category of, of that, if not good food, good Rattler, Good food, good rattler, uh, good bad. What was the other option? Good, uh, yeah. good food, bad rattler. Right? There was like three, three things. So, 
I, yeah. I'll say this. I don't know. I don't know the rules after the fact of something airing. <clears throat> but uh, but the the bottom three, it was really between the fish dish and Brother Luck. It was really what Graham said. It was between somebody that didn't give us German, and and then someone that once again gives us underseasoned food. And I really felt like we had gone to the table ready to send her home, even though she's such a strong cook, um, because she just continues to underseason. And then when we got there. Uh, Padma was such a fan of the flavor of the spring roll that it got confusing and we ended up, it was really, in my opinion anyway, it was decided right there at the judges' table for it to be brother. So yeah. it was, uh, I'm it sure was, it was a hard and, you know, and who I was surprised, who I was really worried about, who really brought a lot to the table was Mustache Joe because he was really ambitious <laughs> in what he did. And I was worried he wouldn't get finished, but he did. And, Remember uh, so, that spritz of beet? He like spritzed his rattler with the little like hairspray thing. <laughs> yeah, listen, man. Yeah, he, like, guy has he got so it. much talent and so much tricks up his sleeve. And you know, I, I was thinking, man, that that guy, we would be hard pressed to do that as a craft cocktail at D Bar right now. You know? Oh my gosh, the things that you said to Joe Sasso at uh, at the um, judges' table were so brilliant. And you know, we talked about it for weeks after that night. And how you met Joe one day and you saw right through him. And, you know, you said you've got this bag of tricks, but you just don't know what to do with it. And he was just, like, floored by your feedback. It was awesome. Wow. Well, I hope he took it positively because I do think he's immensely talented. And I think, you know, we've all been there. I might still be there. Hell, I'm in my 50s now. I don't, I don't know if I have my own style yet. But, you know, at some point you have to stop looking out. You have to start looking inward for what you're about with food and tell your story, right? That yeah. guy's got so much talent and so much exposure. I don't think he's narrowed it down to what he really loves yet. Yeah. He's a young cook. You know, I think he'll figure it out. And, you know, having someone of your caliber tell him that was just, I mean, you floored him. It was awesome. <laughs> well, that's, that's super nice of you to say. And, Carrie, by the way, I just want to say how proud I am of you. I didn't get to tell you that in person yet, but it's so awesome for Colorado. And and, oh. uh, and and selfishly, I'm just excited to get to know you on the show because I don't know how else I'm going to get into Bardot. <laughs> that's, that's right. And and, and to, to speak on that point, Keegan, uh, the viewing parties at Bardot on Thursday nights are off the hook. It's so much fun. And Carrie's out there just uh, shaking hands and kissing babies, just doing the whole nine yards. But I want to ask you this, Carrie. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and I think that um, – you know, when when you go through these competitions, is there ever a time that you say after it's over and you hear the feedback that you would have reworked what you've done? Absolutely. Um, you know, hindsight, you learn so much. And, you know, and unfortunately, this challenge, I was in the middle, so I didn't get much feedback. Just the instant when the judges are at your table. Um, but for me, like thinking about it and watching the episode on Thursday, like, I should have taken it a little bit more seriously and made like a classic German, you know, and just like throw some super, you know, super classic, super tasty German food. And we learned, we spent the whole day learning about German food. And, you know, and I just kind of invented this fun little playful dish where I think I could have, you know, kind of honed it in a little bit more. So if I could do it again, I definitely would. Yeah. And, and those competitions and I, I would assume that as they go on, that you're learning more about the judges, what they're looking for, how you need to sharpen your skills. But confidence, if you get rattled there one week to where you just get destroyed and, and they pick you apart, does that confidence 
Uh, what do you do going into the next competition to shake that? Is it like an athlete? Oh, man, it's it's a mind game for sure. Like, all of a sudden, like, all your flaws are super exposed, and you see them, and you know that they're filming it. You, it's really easy to get in your own head. But, you know, you try to, like, talk to your friends and talk yourself out of it, and it's a new day and get a good night's sleep. So it's yeah. tough. I mean, you got to give yourself more credit because I think on that episode you were very, very smart. What I really felt, I don't know you that well, but I just felt like you were you, which I appreciated because I thought the Hasselhoff stuff was hilarious. <laughs> and I think that probably Colicchio is the only person on planet Earth that doesn't think that's funny. And uh, <laughs> I think everybody else thinks it's amazing. And certainly he is this odd idol of Germany. So I think I think you brought it. It was hilarious. Keegan, I live I live tweet during the show, and when Ke- yeah. when Carrie said that, I put out a, a a meme of David Hasselhoff when he was drunk on the floor eating food. I saw that. That was so funny. <laughs> it was so it's so great what you did. You got a bunch of headlines. You got the best laugh. Totally. And you weren't in the yes. top or the bottom, which means yeah. you're on the show. All right, do this, Keegan. Yeah. Um, Advice. Uh, what would be advice for anybody that's in a competition? You can't give it to Carrie now because the, the season's over, but w- what do you do for chefs like that that are competing and, and people oh, judging their food? Well, listen, you know, I'll say something that you hear them say on Top Chef, so it's not that original, but I believe it after, you know, 200-plus episodes of Challenge. You have to know your own voice as a cook, and you have to not yeah. be afraid to bring it. And, uh, and then... You know, you have to be true to yourself because um, the unknown is going to happen. So you got to go into competition understanding that, that 60% max is going to go the way you want and 40 or 50% is going to be a complete unknown. Mm. So you got to go with yeah. some reliable things, and that just means knowing yourself as a cook. And competition is good for chefs because it makes them focus on who they are. And it, like she said, it shines a spotlight on what you're good at and what you're not good at. There's no hiding in a show like that. And uh, so I would just say, first of all, don't be afraid. And maybe my other biggest thing, know your judges. That's really, really important. Yeah, and the competition itself. Exactly. Yeah, I, you know, listen, if they, if they beat you, they beat you. Do your best. If they beat you, they beat you. But, you know, it's a, it's a, that's why Top Chef's tough. How are you going to make me, Padma, Colicchio, and Graham all happy with the same dish? That's a tough call. Yeah. Carrie, did you know I brother think... was going home this week? Uh, like in or, real no, time? Or yeah, today? well, no. Did you know? Like, did you, do you know ahead of time what each episode would be? Like, what what episode seven will be? Or did you know episode six would be the one brother was exiting? Or is it? How does that um, work? Yeah, we filmed it in succession. You know, so each week, you know, brothers out this week. You know, and then so now we're down to what ten? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they're they're in order. Very yeah, they're cool. all in order, and they're all standing there w- during the elimination. I mean, yeah. at least yeah. the three are, and then they go back and talk about it. How many weeks are there, Carrie? So I think 16? there were 15 contestants, so yeah. it must go 15 or yeah. 16 or 14 weeks or something. I bet you do great on week 16 or 15. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always, <laughs> Carrie, hey, thanks so much. We love checking in with you Thursday nights. Um, Bardo, where is it? Oh, she's, oh. She's, well, yeah. They're like, don't me. ask me that again. They, they, they might have called her back on the line. They're like, shut <laughs> That's right. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Last week, she, so we had um, Juan Padro in studio last week while Carrie was on. 
and it, she made a sudden exit as well. And he was like, yeah, she better get back to work. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> funny. All right, Keegan, we're going to put you on hold. Come back. We get, we're behind on a break. We're going to talk uh, uh, about you, Keegan Gerhardt, next, all the things that you're up to. We love catching up with you, and we thank you so much for being on the show. So we'll take that break. We'll be right back. Keegan Gerhardt from D-Bar Denver, just a great chef, and uh, from from Food Network fame. I, I would want to say, but we know him personally. We just love the guy. All right, we'll come back. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman from Growers Organic, and it's really cool to have these guys on the show. So we'll be back in a flash. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Ciao a tutti. It's Elise Wiggins. You want me to go ahead and do it? From Tattoo Bella, the chef of the year from Eater Denver. One more time, one more time. And you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Brews beers at 67th and Pecos. Belgium, a country the size of Maryland, is home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers very seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, fit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street. Just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. She's a great gal. You'll hear from Chef Linda Hampton Fox in the kitchen um, if in the kitchen, she'll be at the bindery. But in the meantime, and in between time, uh, we'll be back to King Gerhardt momentarily. But I have to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A Plus Beverage Solutions. So, A Plus Beverage Solutions, they install tap lines, put faucets everywhere. And I got to tell you what, he's the most trusted man in the business. If you're doing an install or you want to do maintenance, uh, get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A Plus Beverage Solutions. Get an A Plus report card on your next installation. Uh, you know what? It, we have delicious beer here in Colorado. And if you're not pouring that delicious beer the way the brewer intended it to taste, what, what are you doing, Jay? You're pouring your money down the drain. Please don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. It's just so tacky if you have 
you know, draft lines that are foam. hot and foam, foam and you're using a bucket. To, just don't do that. Uh, Jeff Rourke, he, he'll make your dreams come true. Uh, just did the installation to the neighbors of Keegan Gerhardt there on 19th Avenue and Tap 14. Put in 70 lines of delicious Colorado craft beer. 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt, owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. There you go. <laughs> Good timing on that one. Back at it in the iHeart Studios, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. Online with us is Keegan Gerhardt. Keegan, we need to get you to redo that one because it, it used to say D-Bar, uh, Denver, and San Diego, but no more uh, San Diego location, right? Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we got to redo it so we can focus on the Denver scene. Yeah, absolutely. So we took, we took, we just cut out the, the San Diego portion of there, like you probably had to do with a lot of things as well. D Bar, how's it doing? Um, I think it's doing great. Thanks, thanks to uh, thanks to Denver, we had a good year last year, um, biggest year yet, and um, playing around with some fun things. My wife is, a, of course, a chef as well, and we own D Bar together. Lisa and so myself and Lisa and Alex Seidel um, started a project a while back called Food Mill, and that's growing. So, yeah, it's good. I always stock you in the Whole Foods to see, uh, you know, are they stocked up? Are they selling? Uh, those types of things. How, how's that journey been with Whole Foods? You know, it's uh, they're, they've been a tremendous partner for us. You know, selling selling to uh, to a retail market is not is not our thing and uh, as restaurateurs. So, um, I, I just am super grateful that they are in love with our product. They love focusing on the local chef and the local business, and they've uh, they've educated us along the way, and they've really just given us everything we need to be successful. We we hope to highlight and feature our product. They gave us special cases for our product, so I couldn't be happier. You know, it's, it's a little weird to me that you know a business that doesn't sell everything every day, you know, and what they do with it and how they work that that's a big learning curve, but. All in all, it's um it's good, and we're about to launch some new products for them and new products for us. So it's exciting. Yeah, keeping it fresh. Uh, so you know your illustrious career goes up, but pastries, right? I'm mean, that that's your gig. Uh, we and we had a kind of an esoteric conversation at um, the Great Chefs of the West event last year, talking about the Denver food scene, and you believe it's it's gotten a bad rap. Well, in the past, for sure it has. <laughs> do, you, do you think we've you know, climbed that mountain? I think we're. I think we're, we're. We certainly have made a huge amount of progress, even just the ten years that Dbar's been around. Like, I think the dining scene is so different, and and it's. Uh, you know, I mean, what, here, there's two elements at play. First of all, it was a western town, kind of a meat and potatoes town, and then it changed, and that was years ago. But then also. You know, not everybody wants everybody to know about how great Denver is. We it used to be a, the coolest secret in the West, I think. That, and you didn't want to let the secret out because you don't want to spoil it. And I think a lot of people still feel that way. But come on, with uh, with all the restaurants we have opening, with uh, James Beard Award winners here and nominees here, and you know, it, it, we know we talked about it. It's not to plug the show, but Top Chef being filmed here, it's uh, you don't really get a bigger spotlight on a city than that. 
And also, you know, the, the city of Denver, Visit Denver, decided several years ago to promote themselves as a city by focusing on the dining scene. And I think that speaks volumes, too, when the government is interested in uh, selling the city just because of the food scene. And it works, you know. So it's uh, – um, and, and what's great is there's just great chefs, but most importantly, it's great chefs that are excited about local ingredients and being local. And I think it's, it comes off as very authentic for the diner. All right, we're going to because and thank you for your time. We're going to let you go in here in just a minute, but I want to go around the table. Brian, you had a question? Yeah, well, I I've got a few for you. Like your favorite restaurant, you're over at the Reinhardt, you're you're German. You moved because of something with the Olympic training for Olympic training. What's all that? There there's a few questions in there, chef, for you. Oh, hell, as far as me hoping to be in the Olympics, that was that was when I wasn't a fat chef. First of all, <laughs> but I, um, me, like many people, had romantic dreams of going to the 92 Olympics. And uh, I was a bicycle racer and a track racer, but didn't get to go and be the guy to ride, unfortunately. So I lived in Boulder like a lot of people, or moved to Boulder like a lot of people do to train for bicycle riding. And I moved back and forth between there and San Diego all the time, which was my connection to San Diego and why we were next door to Snooze in San Diego for a bunch of years. Um, Times so, yeah, change a, too, don't they, Keegan? I saw you on Top Chef there at Elitch's getting off that bench. Hey, listen, you know what? That's the funniest part. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's got nothing to do with the fact that I could probably stand to lose some weight. That's got no. to do with the fact that I'm six five, and that might be the world's smallest picnic table on planet Earth. I'm, I thought to myself, why did that cameraman? Did you see that? Oh yeah. my God! I got so many texts about that. Like, <laughs> real chef. Yeah, way to get up out of that bench. But I'll tell you what, man. Listen, this getting old thing, man. The wheels start falling off, and and I'm one of these guys. I get out of bed, and I'm like, why am I sore just from sleeping? Exactly oh. right. It is. It is real. People say it when it's forty, it happens. When it's fifty, it happens more. This... You know. Getting old is not for sissies. That's all I got to say. Yeah, the struggle's <laughs> real. Hey, listen, man, thanks for your time. You're just as fun as uh, ever. You know what? And you're doing great things. And, and I think we're going to do some collaborations this year and catch up with you a lot. I want you to come in and co-host the show uh, when you're up I'd, and running. I'd love, I'd love to do that. And I'm sorry to miss out on that opportunity to, today. And I love that you guys are focusing on uh, keeping up with Top Chef. I'll be cheering for Terry. And, uh, and just thanks for all you do for the for the dining scene, gentlemen. I really really grateful. Thank you so much. There he is, man. Uh, never disappoints, Chef Keegan Gerhardt. When he, I talked to him earlier today, and he broke my heart by saying, "Hey, listen, I I'm not gonna make it in." And I'm just like, just a dagger right away. He goes and he says, uh, "But do, would you like me on the phone?" I said, "Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yes, I would like you on the phone." Then. And it just makes so much sense as, as we follow um, Top Chef this season since it's filmed in Colorado and Carrie Baird and Brother Luck, who still he, he still has a chance to make it back in Last Chance Kitchen. I hope he does because uh, he's quite the guy. All right, we, we got a little housekeeping to do, so we'll take a break. We'll come back. Chef Linda Hampton Fox, uh, we're in love with this gal, and she's using a lot of Brian's 
uh, Growers Organic, which is so cool, right, Brian? Oh, she's such an incredible chef. Yeah, we took on our took her on a tour to Growers Organic, so we'll catch up with Linda in the kitchen there, and then we will have Mark Whistler on the front phone from the Goods. Why? Uh, next week, if you'd like to join us, we will be at the Goods, attached to the Tattered Cover Building, and we'll do be doing a live broadcast from there. There's so much things to talk about with these guys, so we'll do that. We'll come back, take a break. Be right back. The Modern Eater Show, iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com, and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. All right, yes, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy. Here we go. It's in the kitchen, and we'll jump straight to the VIP line because uh, that's where we, we'll be there next week. Uh, how are you doing, Mr. Whistler? Good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Linda Hampson Fox was going to be on at the same time from the bindery. She's in the kitchen there and busy, and, and that's the name of the game, right? I mean, you're always running around. I was at the Goods last night with Brian. Brian, we were at the Goods having yes, dinner. We were. And I got to tell you what, man, the Goods is shaping up, man. The dining room was full. The bar was popping off, and it was just a great time. And, and I really appreciate you and what you do for this community, Mark. Thanks, man. You too. I uh, yeah, we're we're getting there. A lot of hard work, but uh, really appreciate guys like you and 
your passion to uh, the overall industry and as an independent restaurant owner really means a lot. High tides raise all ships. I always say it. And um, here's the deal. Uh, We're going to be there next week broadcasting live from the goods. Uh, You were crazy enough to say, yeah, hey, let's let's do this. Uh, But I'm looking forward to it. We're going to highlight a bunch of great things because I love that Colfax corridor. So if you haven't been to the goods, it's attached to the tattered cover building across from East High School. And um, they just opened a rec center right there. That thing's amazing, unbelievable. I walked past it the other day and, and peeked in the window, but it reminded me of the old Celebrity Lanes on Colorado Boulevard where they had that water slide that went down there. Is that a water slide? Is that what I was seeing there? Yeah, it's an indoor water slide. It's 69,000 square feet. So I'll get my old bones in there at some time and, and go down that slide just to uh, kind of harken back to my youth. But here it is. Now, that neighborhood's a, 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 it's kind of a sticky wicket because you're trying to draw from a lot of different areas. But at the same time, it, I think the neighborhood's really embraced you in the community. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, not only just a beautiful, um, sprawling bar and a great dining room and kid-friendly. You have all the components. Uh, but your food is delicious, Mark. Every time, never disappointed. Thank you very much. Yeah, a lot of hard work goes into it, trying to have lots of fresh ingredients and uh, do a really good job each dish with passion. But, hey, Greg, I really quick, I want to just go back and touch on you guys broadcasting here. You forgot to tell your listeners that you and Jay will be bartending. <laughs> yes, so uh, Jay is a bartender, although he pours Coors Lights all, hey. all night long, which is which is fine. You know, we're at a sports bar, but I'm a craft cocktailer, Mark. I'm not a bartender, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to go in there, and I had an idea for a drink, if you don't mind. So it's going to be a whiskey, and it's going to be a variation on the old-fashioned, and I'm just going to call it the old Greg fashion. <laughs> I like it. Right. No, Mark, don't laugh at that. There's nothing about that that's funny. And here's the thing. I'm not just a bartender that pours. I mean, I am just a bartender When was the last pours. time you muddled anything except your way through life? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I muddle all the time. Um, you know, I still make old fashions. I may not put all the bells and whistles to it because I am an old bartender mm-hmm. versus a young bartender that w- wants to impress what people. Ifs. I'm over that. But I- I- I'm telling you, Mark, letting Greg behind your bar is probably... Probably the most risky thing you've done since you've opened that he's restaurant. Risk, he's a risk taker. I, I really enjoy that about Mark, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. So celebrity, he, celebrity bartenders back there swinging drinks. I'll tell you what. So from 6 to 8 p.m., we'll be broadcasting live, and we're going to have some great guests on that will highlight everything, the goods. And then from uh, 8 to, I'd say, give an hour because I'll probably, you know, hey, listen. I'll probably well, have one or two of those old fashioned as I'm bartending. Mark, you remember when you and I, the last time you and I talked about this, Greg was he, he was pitching this idea to me, and he was saying, uh, "We'll get back there for two hours. We'll bartend for a couple hours, down to one, and have a good time." And I told Mark, I sat Mark down, I said, "Mark, listen, the the most time at all you want us behind the bar, but especially Greg, <laughs> is one hour, and that's if he can make it an hour hey, before I'll, he's, I'll he's drinking." I'll surprise you. I'll surprise you. I want to I want to try my hand on it. So. 
So uh, thank you so much for that, Mark. We're looking forward to that. And I uh, always love talking to you. So we'll see you. Uh, I'm sure you'll see me a few times this week. Brian, what do you think of the goods? Well, I thought the goods was awesome, but I'm, I'm actually really excited to see how you can work a cherry. Are you going to go? On that old fashioned there. Oh, yes, I'll you're, be there. You're coming along with us? Of course, I'll be there. And then we have your friend Randy in studio with us as well tonight. He's checking out the scene. Uh, we've got a huge sausage party in here. I feel very sad for the the young lady that's here with us right now. And um, it, it's a packed studio tonight. So uh, we're going to have some fun next hour. We've got some good guys on. Thanks, Mark. Thank you guys so much. Oops, there he is. <laughs> well, there it was. That's how I'm going to exit ne- next Saturday night. That's right. The two and only it's, Mark yeah. Whistler. It's like the old, it's the, like the old radio DJ thing where the guy calls in and the guy says, uh, yay, man, first time on the hair. He goes, great. And he hangs up. As, How'd you like it? Locavore Beer Works next hour, Fan Draft, and Sean Smiley from State 38 Distilling. That'll be next in the uh, next hour, which I'm looking forward to. So uh, let's it's have a little be beer. Let's have a little whiskey. And uh, I think. We'll be right back. Bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. All right, let's do it. The second hour of the Modern Eater Show begins. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. He's been co-hosting with we can't, We love the guy, or we can't get rid of him. I don't know which one. <laughs> A little bit uh, of both, I from think. Growers <laughs> Organic. Uh, this is an exciting hour because it's action-packed. Uh, we'll start it out and... Um, so I'll tell you, 7.30, we're going to spend a half an hour with Sean Smiley because we love to catch up with Sean. State 38 Distilling. And 7.15, we're going to go to uh, Locavore Beer Works. It's a, a, just a cool brewery here in Colorado. And JT from Fan Draft. Jay and I took a field trip this week, and we went to Fan Draft. We did. And without further ado, welcome to the Modern Eater Show. JT, how are you? Thank you, boys. You're kind of in your element, right? You love the radio stuff, the podcasts and radio and microphones in front of you. you... I'm all about communication. Yeah. <laughs> love to communicate. So listen, thanks for the hospitality. We came down, chopped it up with you for, I don't know, half an hour. You, you were getting ready for an event as well. Um, but there you are, fan draft. Uh, were, were you just crazy? You were a guy that loved sports, beer, fantasy stuff, uh, you know, sports books, that kind of thing. And you said, "All right, let let's have a restaurant bar." All of the above, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, a little. It's a young man's dream. You were mentioning that your love for fantasy football. You said something about like 1994. You were setting yeah. up some, and I remember back to when I was playing in '94, where you'd get the paper on Monday or Monday for the box scores, and you tally up your own points, right? And you hope they were consistent. And I think we got like a fax or something. We went to the fax <laughs> machine. I'm dead serious. Absolutely. Is, am I am I wrong about that? You're not. And you know, I was six years old at that time, and uh, you know, started my first business. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Uh, and uh, yeah, our first uh, interactive voice response system, IVR, actually blew up because we had outbound faxes going uh, automatically to like hundreds of customers. Yeah, it was insane. That's cool. What's your background? Oh, uh, I would say marketing technology and beer. Yeah. You know? Good mix. Fantasy, love, and just love and life. Yeah. yeah. Cool place you're at. What's the address where you're at? 19340 Cottonwood Drive in Parker. So the easy thing, it's just 470 in Parker Road. 
right there, kind of between Red Robin and, and uh, Brick House. And we uh, took over uh, an existing building, and we're just having fun. It's a great, huge place. And I think that's one of the reasons Adam came by and asked us to host the Beer Flight Club Championships. And we're enjoying it. We're doing a lot of fun parties and fundraisers and uh you know, getting uh, everybody comes in every day with from Parker and says Parker needed this kind of place and makes us feel good, and we're so we're building it. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because um, uh, the location. First of all, I'm always a firm believer: don't be the first one in to any building. So you got, but there was a lot of cool stuff that you kept with that, and uh, from the prior locations to there. And you also mentioned that a lot of bad stuff that we kept, <laughs> had to fix and and that's the way that goes but you're you're right on point you're you're doing what you need to do and and here is the added extra that i'm over the moon with about you and i think today you got the nod right to brew your own beer yeah it's our first brew day ever today we uh, were approved yesterday yesterday by the town of parker and it's been a long haul but uh, we were open for six months as a tap room with great beers from Locavore and uh, other friends of ours uh, across the industry here in Colorado. But we're all Colorado all the time. So all of our craft beers are from in-state. All of our wine and all of our spirits are, are in-state. And so somebody might come in and ask for another booze or, or another wine. And I, and I think we have a good uh, you know reply. It's like, hey, Do we're all Colorado. State 38 whiskey? We will. <laughs> That's right. Just That's made right. a sale. <laughs> None better, man. And wait, wait yeah. till you hear from Sean Smiley. And I think you are you are you tasting a little of that whiskey tonight? Or yeah. Not? Oh, good. Yeah, good can you good. tell? It's it's, <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, so the the model of what you're trying to do is pretty straightforward, right? And you mentioned beer fight club. Um, Jake, well, first of all, do that setup because I actually don't know too much about it. So uh, we were over at the Stanley Marketplace uh, running around down there with a lot of great uh, friends. And I ran into a guy. Hey, what are you doing? This, that, and the other thing. He's like, I'm doing this beer fight cup thing. What are you doing? I said, uh, well, kind of a little radio show that happens to be involved with uh, a little bit of craft beer. And that was it. They said, well, let's talk about it. I said, great. So the beer fight club is uh, it, it's a competition. It's pretty for, intense for, from what I've looked at. It, it's you know, I mean, it's just a cool thing. So they've done four, I think, if memory, if I'm right, right, they've done four. This is the first time they've done a championship round. So what they are, they're a blind ta- uh, taste test, right, for people. So it's like you don't know what brewery it is. You know the style. I wish I was a judge. I'm getting so jealous. You know, you know, the, you, <laughs> you know the style of the beer, but you don't know who makes it. Which And I think, and I don't know how, we'll, and we'll get to Logavorn if they like that or not, but I like that because it's because then – you know, it's like you uh, you scaw. You're just a huge. I can scaw pick guy. some beers you, you, out. I you think. might you might pick you might pick scaws uh, subconsciously because you know it's their beer. Like Intrepid Sojourner's Basil IPA, which I think you sampled today, wow. right? Absolutely, JT? I can pick that out of a lineup yeah. Yeah. immediately. And those are those uh, one-offs, those ad, ad, adjunct beers. Um, but Beer Fight Club is going to be. You're going to host it. The championships, I believe, right? Yeah, Adam knocked on our door, and, and you know I, I didn't know much about them, but they had they had this year had eight regionals already, so they had eight champions, and one of the you know I'm thankful for Adam's an amazing promoter, great guy. Um, I think he's skiing all weekend this weekend. He should be working harder, but uh, he's he came in and I said this is great because we have a huge location, huge spot, um, I think unique to the Denver area, and we can host events, we can host big huge parties, we can host weddings. And uh, so I, I'm looking forward to showing off our place 
with uh, eight breweries and eight great beers on February 3rd. And I think he's charging 25 bucks only for unlimited tasters. Stop it. Good deal. That is a great deal. Yeah. Great. And the kitchen will be open? Absolutely. Yeah, you got a great wood-fired oven in there as well. You're probably pushing pizzas out of there like you can't believe, I would imagine. Wood-fired wings. Uh, that's right now our, our signature is we, no no deep frying, all wood-fired and grilled. Oh, man, wood-fired wings? That's the real deal. I'll be in Florida that weekend. While, <laughs> while we're on the topic uh, of Beer Fight Club, in case somebody's – I want to throw out some names of the, of the, the breweries that are going to be there because they've all won Fight Club uh, before. So this is the championship of the winners. Versus, but you got River, River North Brewery, Locavore Beer Works, who's in studio with us tonight bootstrap brewing lone tree brewing black shirt brewing company 38 state brewing four noses brewing and new image brewing company so they're all going to be there it's all going to be blind tasted and it's uh us uh, the patrons that are voting and we're voting on our phones and uh you pick uh and like i say you don't know who it is which is the best part because that's that's true blind judging right there hey jt i think the show would be pretty cool to take it on remote over there that sounds good. Fan draw. What's up with the name, dude? What's up with the name? We're talking sports and beer, right? <laughs> That's right. So a lot of people, you know, you might guess, say drought. and Or draw. They're kind of clueless. Yeah. Um, but now we're all about sports and beer. And what, what better way to say that than a brand that says sports and beer yeah. kind of in front of your face? And, you know, you go to half the restaurants or, or breweries or bars out there, and their, their menu says draft beer. D-R-A-U-G-H-T. So we just picked it up and said, let's go with it. Good job. Good job. And, dude, that's you. That You know that's you on the branding. Come on, the chin. <laughs> the chin's the giveaway. When we, left the, when we left the thing the other day, I said, I told Greg in the car, I said, listen, man, I said, I, don't, I just met him, and he seems like a nice enough guy and everything. I go, but I'm telling you that maybe he's got some, uh, something deep down to where he made that caricature after himself, but he doesn't want to admit it. He just because it's a coincidence. It looks just like put a red hat on. It's a goofy looking white. (laughs) That's that's what it is. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of us. A lot of us out there with a hat on. You know that Coach B uh, was born, I think, in 1992 with my first fantasy sports company, and he's evolved over the years. And uh, I'll take it though. He's a good dude. You're an interesting guy, man. (laughs) I love catching up. (laughs) Hey, say it like it is. Really, this is Brian over here. JT, you've got your whole family in here. What a great guy. I've known this guy less than five minutes. And what a stand-up guy. His beautiful wife, his son, everyone's in the studio having a great time. Wouldn't you want to go to a place like that, Barker? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on yeah. now. Um, you know, for, and for me, I, I'm here entrenched in Denver, and, and I got to tell you that it really is as easy as just zipping down the freeway and, and getting there. He drops you off right in front of your spot. You're there seconds away, and, and I think that uh, that's where you want to mobilize when you're looking to watch some huge TVs on game day with delicious food and Colorado craft beers, and you'll be brewing your own beer. What's a beer that's right off your – are there any styles that you're going to do? Are you going to do Belgian styles, or, or what, are you, what are you up to over there? I think you know, we're going we're gonna to really uh, mix it up, but because we're a sports brewery and our branding is all about sports, is uh, we're going to try to have some really good lighter beers. You know, we do get, you might you might guess, we get people leaving because we don't have uh, the Coors Light or the Bud Light beers, yeah. and we just, we've just said, no, we're a brewery. Yeah. What are you talking about? So you're looking for some daily drinkers. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll have some lighter table beers and, uh, you know, cream ales and, and some lower ABVs, and that's cool because you can hang out all day and watch a couple of, of football games. All right. I call it the 30-second elevator speech, right? Here, someone's in there, and you're saying, hey, this is why you should come in to fan draft. Um Give it a shot. 
give it a shot. My son was grilling me on this earlier, so I'm, I'm going to totally blow it anyways. But you're, it's all about uh, sports and beer and, and games. So it, when we say uh, drink, eat, play, that's fan draft. You come on in, you can play some fantasy football over the over the season. You can play some games every day on Facebook. We give away a $10 gift card every day on Facebook, and you win that, you come back in, and and you uh, differ- we differentiate. That's the key to us is we differentiate. Um, you, most breweries in the state don't have TVs, and they don't have food, and we have both and, uh, and great beer also. So we like to mix it up. You know what gets me is the uh, the indoor cornhole. Right, because I'm a big cornhole guy. No jokes, please. And when I go to bars and I have to go outside in the cold in the wintertime and do it, it's like I'll, I'll do it for five minutes, you know. But this is a place you're you're right in there. Well, you know? but I have a feeling the furniture gets moved around a lot in there, right? Absolutely. It, it, just whatever event or what you're gonna do, and so if space permits, you're gonna throw the cornhole in there or whatever. You got a stack of games as you walk in. You're locked and loaded to uh, that. DJ booth is just that, that's cool. There's, that's going to turn into something. Yeah, you know, don't yeah. know quite what it is. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to following your success, my man. Thanks, guys. Absolutely, you're awesome. There he is, JT Fan Draft. Go check it out. Address again: one nine three four zero Cottonwood Drive, Parker, Colorado. Okay, we'll come back. Uh, Locavore is on deck, but uh, about 7.30, 7.35, Sean Smiley from State 38. None better. State 38 Distilling, we went through. I have a certificate still. I, t- I think I still need to frame that. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, You well, go through a the, class uh... with him, and, and I'll tell you what, this guy, he, he'll – He's forgotten more than I'll ever know about whiskey and distilling, but it's just so interesting. Yeah. And uh, just to hear how Sean started his company and and just rigged things together, you know? He's out in his garage. And at one point, they're like, you got to get it out of the garage, man. Yeah. And (laughs) that's going to explode. You know, you make a business out of this or not. Yeah. You know, uh, one way or another. But um, (laughs) as, as hard work and luck has it and great branding and hard work, um, there you go. You've got uh, liquid gold. Mm-hmm. And speaking and of all, and, too. and speaking of all Colorado, when JT's yeah. talking about, hey, listen, the other places you can get the Bud Light and all the other, you know, not here because I'm doing all Colorado. Sean kind of goes, takes that, uh, you know, and puts it on steroids. That's right. Yeah. And he brought a little of uh, delicious bourbon in here tonight, along with a vodka release, which I'm so anxious. Um, to talk about. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Andy Nelson and Jason Reinhardt coming up next. Locavore. Lova, uh, I knew I was going <laughs> to mess that up. Locavore. Hey, you can love Locavore. Yes. Yeah, I want to hear yeah. where the love name it, baby. Yeah. came from. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. 
Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampton fox owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. Hi, this is uh, Certified Master Chef Ed Janos from Cook's Fresh Market. And you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, we're right back at it. The Modern Eater Show live in the iHeart Studios. Don't forget, next week we'll be at the Goods Restaurant on Colfax, across from East High School, attached to the Tattered Cover Building. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, we're in studio. And uh, Brian, go ahead, do the introductions here. Oh, well. The, do you know uh, this gent's name? Yes. Well, yeah, we've got Andy and Jason here from Locavore Beer Works. And I, I'm tasting their, their porter right now. And it's so incredibly good. First, welcome them. It's a breakfast. Yes. Oh, thank you. For, uh, <laughs> yes. Welcome, Andy and Jason. Welcome here to the place. To the home. Yeah. This is what we've got going right here tonight is so awesome. There's there couldn't be any more people in this room and I love it. Um it's you probably you know, fit two or three. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys. I mean, well, you, you're you're pouring your second beer. The first one was the fireside. And you know, sp- spicy winter beer, perfect, right on target. And now we're moving into uh another Imperial Stout reporter. Yep, yep. Imperial I, Porter, aged in uh, in bourbon barrels. So people, so they know who you are. Just say, hey, it's Andy, or hey, it's Jason. Hey there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you guys start at the beginning, just like Alice in Wonderland. Go back and and how did it all begin, you guys? First of all, Locavore. What's up with the name? Well, we uh, it's a great story. We were trying to pick a name. He and let, I... let us judge the story. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great story. <laughs> Leading with that, Jason and I uh, met at a homebrew club. Uh, probably five or six years before we opened the brewery. And we immediately liked brewing with each other, same styles, same cleanliness, that kind of thing. When we decided finally to go pro, we were trying to pick a name. And he and I had pet project names for our home breweries. I was Highline Brewing, and he was Anthem Brewing. And This is two names together. Couldn't pick them up. We could never make it work. We argued like cats and dogs. Finally, in the business plan... We had the word locavore in there. We were trying to, uh, you know, attract those kind of people, locals from our neighborhood, mm. into the tap room. Mm-hmm. And finally, out of frustration, we just said, well, why don't we name it locavore? And it stuck. It's a good one. Yeah. I think it was also like the 1996 word of the year, too. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So uh, all about locals and, and why not? I mean, we live in – we're blessed uh, not only to be in the United States of America. You 
bring it down to Colorado, and boy, here here we are. We're in the spot. A uh, lot of beer in Colorado, right, guys? Yep, absolutely. Um, a lot your, of good beer. Your stylings, a lot of bad beer too. <laughs> they just not every beer is great, and that's what I mean. That's really the the way that that works out. But uh, you guys are fortunate, and it's probably you know your experience and together and putting a couple minds together. But what's your style? Well, uh, Jason was always very uh, regimented and stylistic. It's great library of uh, of true to style German, um, the American styles that uh, some of which have been forgotten. And I was always the guy who brewed the uh, the weird stuff, the green chili, the pumpkins, love it, that kind of thing. So it was a <clears throat> really natural fit. Uh, he's got a great portfolio of uh, of a lot of our flagships, and when we do our uh, Oktoberfest every year, there's some great beers, and then. I get to throw in some weird things once in a while. Yeah, sourcing's important to you guys too, right? You uh, like to yep. support local businesses as well. Is there, did Brian, do these guys do business with you at Growers Organic? Not yet, but when he brews that pumpkin next year, he'll be, uh, I'll, I'll hook him up. All right. With that. Yep. that sounds great. And, you know, that's really what it's all about is the networking, meeting the people around you. And, and I've found that breweries and, and brewers in general, you got no problem answering the phone. The guy needs something from you, and you're like, hey, you know, if I can help out, I'll do that, um, and the, and then vice versa, which is cool, too. What are we uh, sampling today, guys? So uh, we started off with the Fireside, which is our uh, winter seasonal. Um, Mother Nature threw us a curveball, giving us all this warm weather. So it's, uh, you know, not, not as good as the uh, winter snowing, but um, that's our seasonal with um, – and it, like you said, we, we try to source as much locally as possible. Oh, step on my cord here. Um, but uh, so, you know, like, you know, orange peel or oranges and lemons don't grow in Colorado. So we go to Savory Spice, downtown Littleton, and we buy our spices from them as opposed to the the brewer supply group, you know. Um, so Fireside is made with um, using as, as much local stuff as we can. We go to Clark's Honey and um, we use their blueberry, raspberry honey for uh, the Fireside. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, next on the deck was we had the Black Pearl. It's our annual bourbon-aged uh, Imperial Delicious. Porter. And then finally, uh, after I guess I had the break, we'll do the Lightning Hopkiss. Uh, I'm a big blues fan. And, uh, you know, that's a double IPA, so we're going to mix it up a little bit. Oh, great. Perfect, perfect. Did uh, So Beer Fight Club's coming up at the Fan Draft. You guys are a part of that, right? Yep. yep. What's your experience with the Beer Fight Club? Boy, that was a lot of fun. Um, they, had, uh, they had the four... Um, competitions and they took the top two winners from each one to now to make up the final and uh, we won uh, our regional if you will it's a double blind uh, competition you don't know you know the brewers that are there but you don't know the, the style of the beer or um, uh, or the actual name or recipe of the beer so you just everything uh, you mentioned earlier everything is wired these days so you get an app on your phone you go up and in the first round it's beers a through e and you just you're voting for uh, pairing A and B, C and D, E and F in that example, and uh, these beers then it just advance through rounds. So you never know which one you're drinking or who it comes from, even your own. And we had a lot of our uh, you know a lot of our people followed us over there, and I don't think they knew which one was ours either. Yeah, exciting. I, yeah. I like the concept of it. Oh, Sean Smiley, uh, Whiskey Fight Club. 
You ready for that? Yes. All right. I mean, just uh, not to play off of anybody else's <laughs> stuff, but there's a, a culinary fight club that we take part in, and I mm-hmm. judge every year, which is cool when that comes through town. And um, well, we're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> no. That's the right. That's rule, right? That's, that's right. That's right. Sean. Can't wait to get him on the mic. He'll be coming up here, Sean Smiley, uh, in the next segment. So, you guys, talk about your tap room uh, for a minute because I think that's always very important. Important. And, and when you speak about your tap room, it just it, it really just talks about who you are and your concept and, and those types of things. You, you want to jump on that, Jason? Sure, you bet. Um, I, I guess that's one of the most common th- uh, things people mention to us is that you walk into the tap room and it feels like home. Um, Andy's wife did a fantastic job just with color matching, textures, lighting. You know, for me, give me a light bulb, I'm good. But uh, uh, you know, we, we define experience as more than just the beer. I mean, everyone has beer, and when you walk in, if the music's too loud or, you know, it's not a station you can, you know, relate to, that's your experience. And we, we try to really focus on keeping it comfortable for everybody. Well, you want people to hang yeah. out and drink your beer, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, you know, but even if you have mediocre beer, but the atmosphere is amazing, you probably still go hang out there, at least have a couple, and we really try focusing on giving the best experience possible, including the beer, of course. But So downtown Littleton, right? Uh, just about a mile north of downtown okay. Littleton. What's yep. the address? Uh, 5950 South Platte Canyon Road. In, no, yep, no right where it is. No, yep. no excuses for us, Jay. we got to get in there next week and, and check this out. There's so many breweries out there right now. What, what are they, like uh, 360, something like that? Yeah, I think it's pushing wait, four. Wait, wait. Another one just Yeah, opened. that was another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pushing four, though. All jokes aside, it's really pushing four. Really? Yeah. 400. There's yeah. a lot. Colorado yeah. craft breweries. Yeah. Wow. I think uh, California is the only state that has more. You guys would you know, think about that, right? Doesn't California? I think California is the only state that has more craft breweries. Yeah, I think and they're, they're they like, lead it. They're bigger, though. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. but you know, Yeah, just a, like 10 million more people. But, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's um, 730 on 630 KHOW and iHeartRadio station. Um, love catching up with these guys, Locavore Beer Works, and Andy Nelson, Jason Reinhardt. Uh, you guys, uh, again, we do the 30-second elevator speech, right? Uh, here it goes. Uh, Andy, take it away. Yeah, well, like Jason said, our tap room is uh, it's warm, it's inviting. Uh, our huge bunch of people in that neighborhood, and they sustain us. We have great locals, and it's always just the right amount of noise. You can listen to music if you want to. You can have a conversation if you want to. And we turn out a lot of beers, always 20 on tap there. So it's just a great place to uh, come hang out, have a few beers, talk for a little while, have something to eat. And, uh, you know, our, our company motto is uh, you got to make great beer and you can't be jerks or something thereabouts. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Hey, well, listen, and, there's, and, a, there's a lot of accuracy in that because uh, customer service and and – something that Jason was touching on when it comes to atmosphere. It's like atmosphere is is so much more underrated than people realize. Even subconsciously, they're like, no, nah, I don't like that place. They don't really when know why. When was atmosphere underrated? Well, no, a lot of people <laughs> don't. No, because a lot of people will go somewhere, and the atmosphere is not really on yeah. point, but they don't know why they're not really into it. They're like, well, the beer's good, but it's like, yeah, you know, and they just kind of forget about it. That's what I mean. That doesn't make sense to you? Not at all. Well, wait a second. We went out the other night. I won't mention names, but customer service is key. Yeah, right? I mean, how are you going to oh, bring I'll people names. in? No, yeah, and, and bring people in and make them make them enjoy themselves and enjoy what the atmosphere really is, because it should be fun. Well, what's really it should cool be easy. anymore to speak off of that point, Brian? Anymore 
um, breweries were very intimidating to go in because you don't want to, I don't know anything about beer when I'm tasting, but as we've, times evolved and, and I think people are getting used to good beer, right? Um, that the breweries, uh, it, you go in there and, and the staff I'm sure is so knowledgeable, right? About your beer. We, we try to keep them up, up to spec. And, you know, I just want to mention to, you know, GT real quick that we already have that American lager, for the the beer drinker who's not a real beer drinker, so just just letting you know, buddy. <laughs> another, another sale, yeah. <laughs> another sale. That's <laughs> so cool, guys. Thanks for stopping by. You bet. Continue, bet. Thank you. Yeah, continued success. Are you guys whiskey drinkers? Uh, we do a little bit of bourbon here and there. Yeah, yeah. This well, is great. Why not? All right. Um, Sean Smiley is coming up next. I'm looking forward to it. State 38 Distilling on deck right here, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey. Rocker rum. Rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Brews beers at 67th and Pecos. Belgium, a country the size of Maryland, is home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers very seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, fit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. All right, back to a lively studio in just a moment, and Sean Smiley from State 38 Distilling. But right now, again, I have to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Now, Jeff Rourke, here's the deal. So A-Plus Beverage Solutions, he installs tap lines, faucets, uh, does phenomenal build-outs, tap 14s opening up with 70 brand-new taps. And, I mean, listen, here's the deal. We're far too sophisticated anymore to pour inefficient beer. That's not what you want to do. If you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Please, I implore you. I forbid you to pour bad beer. You need to make sure that your draft lines are doing what they need to do, temperature-wise, push uh, the push rate, the whole nine yards. And Jeff Rourke's going to make sure that you're taken care of. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hosea Rosenberg, Black Belly Market, Boulder, Colorado. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. All right, why not? We can do this. This is what we've trained for, boys. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is it. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman in studio, and Jay, do the introduction. Uh, well, this guy, you may or may not know this guy from uh, all Colorado all the time, but Sean Smiley from S- State 38 Distilling ran into him at a chili cook-off not too long ago. Uh, Greg uh, gave him a buzz today, says, hey, you want to come down bring some whiskey? He says, I'm going to bring some whiskey, but I'm also going to do this. I'm going to bring some vodka. We say, okay, you know, I mean, when we think State 38, we generally we go to whiskey first, but we know everything he makes is 100% uh, awesome. But, what you know, so what's going on with the vodka? So, uh, Sean, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Thank you, guys. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Listen to that voice. <laughs> I know, right? There's been a few good voices. Jason from, uh, uh, not to knock yours, Andy, but Jason from Locavore had one of those, too. Uh, th- th- Sean, uh, first of all, y'all make me blush. By the way, yeah, first of all, <laughs> big fan. <laughs> um, so, where, you know, where do we begin with you? So, Sean, you're in Golden, right? Yes, sir. We are Golden, Colorado. Um, yeah, six and Colfax intersection. Been there for about four and a half years. Last time uh, we, we kind of caught up on air, you were going to have an extended tasting room yep did it, did it happen it did man yeah we opened up a bar in downtown golden called the corner saloon big success um we do uh, fantastic margaritas because we're, we're one of the only agave based distilleries in the united states so good margaritas great old fashions for our whiskeys as well but uh yeah good time yeah we're having a lot of fun there i like that and you have to use your own ingredients right we do yeah by law because it's actually an extension of our tasting room license so we can't buy any alcohol from anywhere else we have to actually manufacture our own uh, alcohol for the for the bar itself what do you distill oh god everything but rum (laughs) literally that's why it's the one thing i don't drink dude Ah. i mean you know what i mean make what you love right it's one of those you know those sayings that people live by anybody else wants yeah yeah you know you can be selfish when you just build your own damn distillery so we we went down that path and you literally did i mean uh from soup to nuts man you you yeah thanks Thanks, man. You built it all. Did Did you take some of that pressure off yourself with your extended tasting room? Did you? No. Nope. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing, man. For two months, I slept on the floor in a sleeping bag, uh, building lying. out the the tasting room. Uh, literally, lay, I laid the hardwood floors, sanded, stained, put in the ceiling tiles. You name it, man. Just the whole the whole the whole shenanigans. I love that. Right. As an engineer, as a builder, I actually really enjoy the getting hands-on part. But when the doors open, I actually kind of prefer to step away mm-hmm. and just let the, the 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 good staff that are there to take over and, and you kind of sit in the corner and you watch and you're like, this is what I created and this is really fun. It's a really enlightening moment of of, of life to see that happen to come to come to fruition. I mean, forged with passion. That's, For sure. That's kind of how I see you. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you're one of these guys who. You have a dream, you build something, you're a visionary, but you're also very practical in your approach. Sure. Um, you, you're calling me cheap, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, let's, 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 let's call a spade a spade. Since you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I am cheap. Some of those humble beginnings, uh, I mean, you have to be cheap, right? Especially You have to be. And, you and, have to be. Okay, so, and you're a purist in the sense, and, and we've, we've actually learned a lot um, sure. just doing this show. But, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong along the way, your philosophy that you've taken, mm-hmm. you said, hey, listen, anybody else could do whatever they want to. Yeah. But you were never the type that would want to take a, a whiskey and blend it that wasn't your own. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, absolutely. There, there's a lot of 
that going on right now. Um, I, and by the way, I don't know if you guys know this. I got elected president of the Colorado Distillers Guild two months ago. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah. I know, I, by the way, my head's getting bigger. Dude, the, you know, yeah. the radio can't see it, none but it's, better, it's happening here, though. Really, none better. Um, so, uh, so I represent all the distilleries now in Colorado, so I can't. I can't say negative state. things about so some do have, folks. I don't think it's negative. I yeah. just think it's no, different it's, it's, business models. It's model. different business models. Yeah. The, the, the folks who are buying the, the bourbon and the, the grain neutral spirit from, from Indiana, Kentucky, they're doing well, right? They're financially because it's, it's really, really high margin when they, when they work the business model that way. They just want people to be transparent about what they're doing, right, for the end consumer. Without question, yeah. and that's where the misconception uh, is happening with, you know, craft. Craft can be labeled and, and described in so many different ways. So your labels, distilled by, what, uh, what do you have? Beyond you, that, do we, you, we actually say fermented. fermented by, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and, yeah. and hatched yeah. like an egg by yeah. Sean Smiley. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, we might as well say pulling the grain from the root, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're as, as far as you can get. In How important are all of those things to you? The most important thing for us is 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 staying true to Colorado. I mean, the name is State 38. Colorado's the 38th mm-hmm. state. If, if I'm going to pick a name like that, then I'm going to really go all out to be true and pure to Colorado. And I don't think if any of my consumers are drinking State 38 and, and knowing that my whiskey was made in Indiana, mm-hmm. it's not going to do us any good. Here, mm-hmm. Here's here's the problem is that, um, first of all, tough business, right? So uh, how many you, you got to your model, you got to wait. Two years, depending on what you want to release, three yeah, years, yeah. maybe. Whiskey, uh, especially, yeah. Sure. So, I mean, that model uh, leaves your pants down for a couple of years trying to sell your, your and this whole white whiskey thing. It's, it's like, come on. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm having a weird thought of you visualizing me with my pants down right now, but, but yes. I'm, <laughs> well, I wasn't there, but yeah. now, I, now uh, I did. Thanks. Greg, really, yeah. don't lie over there. Way to climb inside of my brain, Sean. Yeah. Wow. So it reminds me of, of, of my mom, who she, she was a good uh, segue. She, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that hug was a little long um, when he came in the office. She was a firm believer. She was firm. And he keeps going with it. Uh, Well, Greg. I I haven't been speechless in a while. She she was a firm believer that I should suffer as much as she did Mm. uh, growing up. And and it's Mm. like, I don't need to. Come on. You you can help me not suffer. Um, But that model, I think you really do suffer to try and sell your gin, your, your vodka, uh, to wait for your whiskey, and I look at young distillers like um, the Block. Who's yeah, brand new, right? brand new. Oh, brand three new. weeks ago, Beautiful actually. Place, yeah, yeah, but, gorgeous but the, place. Their yeah. tasting room relies on uh, vodka and gin. And gin. gin. That's yep. a tough, yep. tough uh, road to to hoe for a couple of years. Why you yep. want? Why you don't? You don't want the shine to wear off the apple. Yeah. You want your tasting room to yep. be the hottest place, but you don't yep. have any whiskey because you're following that model of where, Sean, you want people to suffer but, like that but too, don't good lie. on them, dude. Good on them for actually staying true and actually just doing what they make, which is vodka and gin right they now. better which, have which, a stack which, of cash. That's, well, it's not a cheap business to get into, yeah, for but sure. But now you're a trillionaire now that you have <laughs> yeah, everything well, going yeah. on there. <laughs> Minus seven zeros, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the distribution <laughs> model at this point in time? I know you, you, you sent over a big old pallet of uh, whiskey to a casino in yeah. Vegas. Did that work? Man, the, co- the Cosmo that? the Cosmo sells our vodka for a thousand dollars a bottle. What? No joke. But here's what they'll tell you: it's not about the bottle; it's about the the experience and the table that you get in their in their VIP upstairs nightclub. You know, you're sitting next to Jay Z and 
Paris Hilton or whoever. Um, and they're popping off your bottles. Yeah, they are. A thousand bucks pop. You know how much I sell that bottle to? Exactly. To the Cosmo? 28 bucks. No, $17. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, but uh, I think you bring one. This is Brian over here, Greg, and I think you bring something back. He said cheap, and that's not any way that I would describe any of the ingredients. The bottle, the whole, I, I mean, this guy right here is bringing it. And tonight, he's bringing something special to yeah, us okay. here. Good segue. All right, Brian, <laughs> I like that. You are, we're, we're cutting your teeth in here. All right, so Brian mentioned, Brian from Growers Organic. Uh, we love the guy. He's um, with us all the time. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Sean Smiley in studio from State 38 Distilling. You released a vodka that I think you put on our Facebook page, right? Mm-hmm. I sh- I, yeah, I shared his uh, You did? His thing. Okay, yeah. great. And he sent me a picture of it, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your deal is with this <laughs> vodka or why you thought you wanted to do, but um, uh, you, you've pulled back a scab. Yeah, I did. For, for sure. And I think I think you're brilliant for it. Thank so you. if you don't mind, we'll come back and talk about that vodka release as you go to the Modern Eater Facebook page and look at what this is, and you will like it a lot. Um, all right, so we'll do that. Take a break. Sean Smiley uh, will return with Sean Smiley in the Booze in the News segment. This is news, and it's in Booze in the News. So that's coming up next right here on the Modern Eater Show, a food and beverage radio show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. You'll share a little drink with us on this festive day. It's The Modern Drinker Show. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary, mayo, and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant, offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers, with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. All right, uh, back to Sean Smiley from State 38 Distilling in just a minute. Um, this is cool. We have to tell you about a new sponsor. And it's it's food and beverage. but It's not food and beverage, but I think that it's right up everybody's alley that loves food and beverage. Jay, are you ready for this? On Tuesday, we'll be visiting <laughs> our new sponsor and getting services such as fat blasting, massage, <laughs> facials. Yeah. Um, I'm a little, I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared. I've never had it done body before. Body massage wellness spa. Body, mas- body massage wellness med spa. And it's located where, Jay? It's at 1616 Welton Street, uh, Denver, Colorado. The heart of downtown. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful place. Why these ladies opened the door to us, I have no idea. Well, they don't even. But it's going to be in... fun. So we're going to report back to you, all right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be new sponsors of the show. I think we're going to give away some massages or, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to do mm-hmm. down there. It's the one-stop shop of just taking care of yourself. Couples massage, Jay? Mm-hmm. 
No, that's we're me doing and it. you. Yeah, <laughs> that's me and you, yeah. man. Naked. Uh, yeah, and best friends forever yeah. over there. BFF. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, this is going to be a great experience. Where, where are you going to get fat blasted off your body? I'm so scared. I'm just scared of this whole thing. My weird body hair and weird tattoos that you don't even know about, and it's like I have to just go for. I'm a fat blasted wherever anything that hangs off. Body Massage Wellness Med Spa, and they do a lot. We can't wait to tell you about their services. You'll hear more next week when we're live from the goods. It's Body Massage Wellness Spa, and uh, let's do it. We'll come back. Now it's time for the Modern Eaters Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. All right. It's booze in the news, all the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and uh, the man, Sean Smiley, State 38 Distilling. You look like a guy that's no stranger to spas. Yeah, I've, I've had all the fat blasted. <laughs> all of it. It's gone. All it's right. gone. Uh, before and after. I, I yeah. like it. Let's yeah. see your nails. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. Totally. Oh, you got the, good- uh, the, the, the salon you just talked about? Been there, done that. You have? It's fantastic. You want to yeah. go? Yeah, let's do it together. All right, we got a field yeah. trip. Yeah, we'll I'm in. Does that mean the I can get trip. out of it? No, not at all. That's part of what <laughs> this is going to be fun about is because I think we need to break down the barriers, uh, Sean, that uh, guys can do this stuff too. You're, you're, right? you're darn right we can. Yeah. I'm, Ma- I'm, Manny Petties, is that what you Greg, yeah. I'm the absolute poster child for the guy that's afraid of this. And it doesn't Jay have... has to shave. Mm. Uh, yeah, he, he waxes. Goes in for his, he, his all the time. Jay waxes. We'll no, get you a Brazilian, I'm, man. No, listen, I'm scared. I did that one time in a garage, but I don't. Oh, uh, yeah. Hi. No. Caramba. Uh, uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly afraid of like how I'm going to feel the next day because I hear you. Gonna, great. Yeah, mm, still not doing so you any service I'm exci- right now. I'm excited, yeah. but I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. I'm scared. You know, so we had a maid service come by for the first time ever in our house, and we, we cleaned our house better than we ever cleaned our house before the maid before service the came maid in. Service right, came, and yeah. I feel like the same thing with Manny and, and pedicures, whatever it is. You, you find yourself digging all the, the dirt out. Oh, no, when I found out you, about Because you don't want to be embarrassed when you go and have this lady or a guy. You know, when I found out about this, I stopped showering immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I really, because I want to tell No, I want to test them out. I want to see, you know, I want to see how detailed they can get. Well, I'm glad remember. you're sitting across from me, like, really <laughs> yeah, far, by no, the way. Yeah. Yeah. We talked Sorry, about how many JT. people in the studio tonight, <laughs> and we can yeah. tell Ooh. now I understand yeah. where this beautiful spice <laughs> Jay is coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, there's a Gorgon's. Zola company in the studio. (laughs) Impeach vodka. Here it comes. Here it is. It's a segue. It's it's real now. Well, okay. Set this up, Sean. What what am I looking at? What a crazy thing this is, guys. Um, First of all, it's gonna be bigly. Yeah, there's there's no other. um, uh, It's gonna be the peachiest of the of all the vodkas. It's gonna be really bigly. my hands look small when I hold the bottle, too, so I want to say that. Uh, look, look, y'all, I, I was on a conference call uh, about three months ago, bored and on mute. You know, luckily I'm mute. And uh, I started coming up on PowerPoint with a, a label for a new vodka called Impeach Vodka, and it mimicked the, um, the 45th president um, uh, campaign style and look and the feel. The peach with the hair on yeah. it, man. He doesn't have his hair <laughs> trademarked. No, no, he doesn't, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, I trademarked. So I actually had to go through and trademark impeach vodka. Shut I had to trade. I had to trademark make vodka great again. <laughs> to, you are brilliant. To, to make sure that that didn't go away. Um, 
Yeah, and, and it's 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 fun. It's satirical. It's not intended to insult and make people angry. No, it's or what mad. you want it to be. It's it's what you want it to be. Yeah. And in fact, so I had a, I had a test case this with some of my most conservative Trump supporting you know friends and family and say, look, I'm gonna, I'm thinking about doing this. What are your thoughts? And every one of Laugh. them said, I'll buy a bottle of that. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, then I'll do it. That was my Because conservatives have sense of humor. You know what? They do. <laughs> Absolutely, man, for sure. And I'm conservative in a lot of ways as well. But, um, yeah, no, once I knew that, that they weren't going to be insulted by this, then I said, go for it. Um, we, we just released it this morning. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Facebook and, and everything is just completely blown it gone up. Nuts? It's gone bananas. Bananas. It's gone peach. Yeah. Some people say you need a drink during this to watch some of the stuff that's happening. And here's the drink right to have. Yeah. 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 So I'll say this though too. It's 45% alcohol, which is not a coincidence. Do you know why 45% alcohol? The 45th mm. president. You're damn right yeah. he is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, did, 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 is this like fireball? You took the, just your tails and. The, or is it the head? It, this, this, this is not the quality <laughs> vodka that you're gonna put in a nice glass with a with a you know a, it's a mixer. It, it, it is. It is. And some of the mixers, we've got some great recipes like the Moron Lago yeah. that we've come up with, which is uh, um, iced tea, uh, lemonade, and, and peach vodka. So is this a put on or do you think it has legs? I think it has legs, man. I really do. I, I, well, I'll tell you what. I think it has long, uh, legs as long as he is sure. president. Yeah. Or and, and, and what's going to work with this is as long as he stays on that borderline of being truly impeached and still remaining our president. This is going to be one of those products that kind of grow legs as that goes on. Hey, Sean, it's Jay here. Have you gotten any pushback on it? You know, on from a serious note that somebody yeah. says, "Hey, listen, this yeah. is just not funny." Yeah, and I don't. I, yeah, someone wants to try it. Talk about yeah. that for like yeah, you know, yeah. 20, Can we crack 20 seconds. Of yeah. That? So my my most um, Trump supporting friend uh, replied on Facebook today and said, "I don't know how I feel about this." Right, and that's how we started that uh-huh. that that long message. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, he said. I'm going to buy a bottle and I'm just going to hold on to it because I think it's funny. I get the satire. So Wait, I, so I might we might be cracking open a collector's yeah, oh, item here. No, no, right? no. Can look, I get another one of those? Look, we, we, we made, Where we do made, you buy we made hundreds. Of, it just got released today. Literally, it's in zero liquor stores right now because, wow. because our distributor just picked it up today and now they're going to bring it out to all liquor stores. So I'm hoping... And I'm I'm thinking that uh, it's going to get picked up here pretty quick. What are you selling it for? What are, what are we buying? Twenty four ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. Now it, yeah. I'm just my mind is now just so wide open. But can you just continue the theme? Maybe maybe a Clinton one. It's like crooked crooked yes. something. No no no. It's not crooked. It's sour pickle. <laughs> We're going to come out with a sour pickle vodka, and it's going to be our 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 almost forty fifth president. Um, and, and, you know, a little bit of a sour pickle, uh, connotation, but, it's... uh, and by the way, I love sour pickle vodka. If you haven't had it, it's a Russian style. It's really fantastic. Um, Hey, let's have some fun on both sides of Why this not? equation. Why not? We right? live in that world now. Levity is yeah. everything. Yeah. Right have you, now. have you ever seen a distilled spirit be fun? All, all booze is your last name, yeah. your family heritage. Right. Um, your your nationality, the where state you're, from, you're in, the state you're in. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Thank you. Yeah, rub rub that in my wound. Um, but but there's no satire yeah. and there's no humor mm-hmm. in distilled spirits. Why? I there's a ton of it in beer. There is. There's a ton of it. This in is beer. this is it. Yeah. We're bringing it out, man. We're, we're we're making we're making light of something and we're having fun with it. So mention it again. You were just donned the crown of of what a couple three weeks ago. 
the president of the Colorado Distillers Guild. What do they think? I of can't. This? I can't believe they trust me with uh, with that title. Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy you you want the loose cannon, man. Yeah. That's who. Yeah. That's who you want. Yeah. But uh, do you, is that something that you're going to recommend to infuse more fun into what you're trying to do in your products? Uh, actually, probably more serious uh, in that role, right? So we okay. just we we just got reduced excise tax, which by the way is a really big deal, and I'm glad I'm on the radio uh, tonight to talk about this, but. Uh, Oh, you better um, hurry. We got two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Dis- distilled spirits has has never been in parity with with wine and um, beer and ciders up until January first. We had hired a bunch of lobbyists to actually fight uh, for the distilled spirits industry. We were paying thirteen dollars and fifty cents a proof gallon in federal excise tax, let alone state taxes and everything else. Get out of here! Not not joking you. We just got to reduce the two seventy. Wow. Yeah. Holy this just cow. Happened. Yeah. Five time reduction in excise tax. Well, so it's a really big uh, deal for I, all the spirits industry. So if you like that's laws the biggest deal and, in and Bear industry. Creek yeah. and all, all the great Seriously. spirits, we're all we're all in the streets cheering right now because we, wow. we finally made parody uh to, to, to wine and, and beer. So will we yeah. see price drop or will we see more money in your pocket? Yeah, uh, you're gonna see a fancier set of rims on my car. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he should do it. Yeah, it. they're gonna spin. Yeah. Uh, Let me throw one thing at everyone. Brian here spin. over here. Brian Freeman. And the reality is, is Sean is using organic, right? I mean, he's yes. using yep. local stuff, organic. Yep. Yep. And what is he doing with agave? We haven't even talked about this. I this know. Man is like Can you come back? Agave king. Let's come back. Hey, Let's listen, come back it'll be it. in your neighborhood. Do you want to? Do you want to next week come to the goods on Colfax and hang out with us a little bit more, and we can extend? This? I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Let's, Let's do keep it. The party yeah, going. I'm down. All right, we give everybody 30 seconds. The elevator speech. Why they got to come see you at your distillery? Yeah, Colorado's a 38th state, right? And and I'm a third generation native. I love this state, and everything that I do is about the state of Colorado. So the grains we use for our whiskey, our bourbon, and Particular, it's from Colorado, right? And 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 we're one of the only agave um, distilled spirit makers, manufacturers in the U.S. So, if you want something different, unique, to come and try out in the distilled spirits world, that's State Thirty Eight. That's who we are. He's and, a mad scientist. Yeah, <laughs> and gluten gluten free at some level. It what? is absolutely. I mean, agave is naturally gluten free. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's right. a stud. To be continued. Mm-hmm. Please don't make promises you can't keep. You better run it by the wife. I'll be there. Okay, he'll be there. All right, guys, great show. Thank you, everybody. It's been a great time. Uh, JT Fan Draft, uh, Locavora Beer Works, and Sean Smiley, State 38. For myself, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman, we're out of here. We'll see you next week from The Goods.